Welcome to the Hunter Headline Interview Series, where we hear from local young guns and gain some insight into their approach to their careers. I'm your host, Holly Martin. Emily Bowen is the Growth and Partnerships Manager at Forsyth Recruitment and HR and the co-host of her own podcast titled My Millennial Career. In her role at Forsyth Recruitment and HR, Emily leads the charge in building corporate infrastructure and amplifying the organisation's defining characteristics to accommodate continued growth. Passionate about career self-reliance, Emily's My Millennial Career podcast looks at how millennials can land their dream job and build a career they love. Together with HR guru Shelley Johnson, Emily explores the world of work, including all things pay, resumes, interviews, parental leave, and toxic workplace culture, and much more. Welcome, Emily. Thanks for joining me. Oh, no worries at all. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I want to jump straight in, and I want to understand what career path led you to where you are now. What a question. Look, there's probably the resume answer to that, which is you go to uni, you work while you're at uni, and then it all sort of pans out from there, which I've absolutely got. So I've studied business, I've studied psychology, and I definitely worked, um, or I guess I aimed to have a a career-based job while I was at uni and also some volunteer work. But the other answer that I probably prefer to also (laughs) give is... It's been a case of career self-reliance for me and actually trying to build a sense of career security rather than job security. Wow, I love that answer. So and the idea that, because I, I, and I know I talk about this with my parents in the past, which is this idea that you used to have one or maybe two jobs in your whole life and it was about the job, whereas now it is about that career progression, which is a little bit of a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about more than just turning up to one office every day from nine to five. For me, there's been extracurriculars. So whether that's been a board position, it has been returning to study, it's been volunteering, or it's just been taking an opportunity when it presents itself that I think, why not? It's out of my comfort zone. Sure, I'll do a podcast. Uh, But along the way, I have also tried to I guess, open up those opportunities myself. So not sitting back and waiting for somebody to present them to me, not just maybe looking at seek for a job that's advertised, but instead actually having conversations with my boss uh, or with other people in the business community to say, this is something I'm interested in. If you ever hear of anything, please let me know. And a heavy dose of patience as well. So that's important. I I want everything now. I want everything yesterday. Try and avoid that. So is that how the podcast came about? The short answer is, yeah, I actually reached out to Glenn James, who is the founder of the My Millennial podcast uh, brand on LinkedIn after listening to his podcast and just said, hey, have you ever thought about doing an episode on My Millennial Money about careers? If you have, and you are looking for a guest, you know, Hello, yeah, here, I hi, am. here I am, which uh, is not meant to sound as confident as it does. It's more about, I'm interested in continuing to stretch myself what's the worst that can happen? He might say no. Exactly. And if you don't ask, you don't know. Exactly. And then the next thing you know, we had a whole uh, podcast ourselves, My Millennial Career. Exactly. That's perfect. All right. So what motivates and drives you then? It is I've I've done so many of these psych assessments and and (laughs) values-based assessments that have told me the labels for these things, but I've also done a lot of 
self-reflection and introspection along the way. And I've really spent a lot of time trying to work out when I'm in that space that I've got a lot of energy, what's happening then? And what I've boiled it down to is for me, it's about the ability to be able to leave a legacy. So working on something that's bigger than myself. I also am most energized when I feel like I have a sense of influence. So I have stayed in the business that I'm in at Forsyth's Recruitment and HR for many years now. And that's got so much to do with the values alignment between those needs of mine, what gets me out of bed every day and what they're able to offer. Well, because you haven't been in the same role the whole time either, right? That's exactly right. So I've had a lot of freedom, which has made meant that I've felt like I'm able to I, as I say, achieve something that's bigger than just me, it also means that I'm continuing to learn. So that's a huge one for me. I'm very curious. I like to know everything about everything and the opportunity to just follow rabbit holes and turn ideas into something that I feel like will be lasting. Has been, and, and there's the influence piece as well. That's been super rewarding. So I guess the next question makes sense to be, well, what has been the biggest learning curve in your career so far? Oh, my goodness. Ah, the Too many to count? One. Probably, <laughs> yeah, still counting. Uh, it's all part of the fun. So I, like a lot of people in their 20s, which I've now come out of, but uh, through, I guess, that time, absolutely went pretty hard and experienced burnout. And I experienced burnout not just once, but twice. And I was- Oh, overachiever. Yeah. Just let's do it twice. Uh, So I forgave myself probably more easily the first time, but the second time around, it was pretty rough because I saw it coming and I wasn't able to put the brakes on quick enough. And along the way, what I've explored is this idea of introversion and extroversion. And that's so much to do with where your energy comes from and how you- feel de-energized, but also how you refuel. So it's been a learning curve where I know it's not unique to me, but it's just opened up such an understanding of myself and again, what environment or what sorts of things get the best out of me. And then what's the link between turning up every day at work, but also I guess managing your own time and managing your weekends so that you can keep going. I like that idea of understanding what gets the best out of you and Mm -hmm. making sure that you focus on that because everybody's different and what works for one person doesn't work for another. And if you can be conscious of that, it means that you can be firing on all cylinders because you, you take that opportunity to recharge. Absolutely. And then you can actually run the marathon rather than just sprinting or trying to do interval training which is not going to be lasting when our careers go for decades. I love an analogy. Yeah. Oh, so do I. You're lucky. I think it's perfect. I think it's taken me this long this morning, but I do. I'll hold back. All right. I think this might be the tricky one considering the the career you've had so far. Where do you want to be in 10 years' time? You're right. That's probably a tricky one. And I cannot give you an answer that is, uh, I guess, clearly, you know, articulating this vision that I've got that at the age of 40, which is what it will be, uh, here's my job title or here's what my my life will look like. The way I prefer to look at uh, this sort of question, it's one I've been asked before, it surprises people because I think once you start to get to know me, I come across as reasonably structured and and perhaps driven has been um, a way that others have described me before. So it would make sense that I would have 
some sort of clear vision. But actually for me, it's about, I, I have a clear sense for what, uh, as we've talked about already today, what keeps me happy, what keeps me energized, what I need in order to feel fulfilled. And I expect that will evolve over time. But as long as I stay tuned into that and I continue to feel that and I'm, I'll have lots of open conversations with people along the way, my, uh, you know, where do I see myself in 10 years? It's continuing to do that and continuing to feel the way I feel. But what I'm doing, probably very different from now. Well, I guess 10 years ago, you wouldn't have envisaged that you'd be doing a podcast. They, you you know, they were in their infancy and you probably wouldn't have considered that you would have been with the same employer for such a long time as well. Absolutely not. I never would have thought that. And yet here I am. Maybe in 10 years' time we have to do another interview and and see where you're at then. (laughs) You can play, do a little, hey, remember 10 years ago you said this and play a recording back to me and I'll cringe. I was going to say it'll be horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, final question for today. Have you had any significant hunter-based mentors during your career that inspire you? Yes, I, I have. I am a big fan of those sort of momentary mentors or those passing mentor mo- mental moments, I guess you could call them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. A mental moment. Yeah, I just ca- I like that too. That's good, isn't it? Uh, so what I mean by that, I have been very cognizant of the fact that I've worked in the same business for a long time now and since I came out of my undergraduate. So what that has meant is I have prioritised being exposed to people beyond the Forsyth's business. Absolutely, our local owners, so Jeff Cruz, Paul Snedden, Chris Cork, I wouldn't still be in the business if it wasn't for those people. So they need a mention as far as mentors go. But beyond that, the roles that I've held have allowed me to see the insides of other businesses and and turn upside down other people's careers. So there are the likes of Morven Cameron, CEO of Blake Great, Mac. yes, yep. big fan. Uh, Peter Francis is another one. I, I could go on who I've had interactions with, I've built relationships with, but they wouldn't even know that I would mention their name right now. And I take I, I really value that time and the takeaways from them. The other one that I love is peer mentors. So uh, through my uh, work, I have collected some very smart, close friends, and I find myself sitting at dinner on a Saturday night at the Edwards and thinking, <laughs> I just, I need to get every ounce of advice out of you people because you are going through experiences that I can learn from. And for me, a mentor is just somebody that's happy to share that for, I guess, for the good. So they're there to set you up for success. And it's that opportunity to see learning everywhere. Exactly. Yep. And not just from people who you feel like, oh, well, you're 10, 20 years ahead of me in your career. So I'll learn from you. It's actually someone else that's the same age as you or younger might have an experience before you. That you haven't had. Exactly. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Emily. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. To find some more great interviews with Hunter Locals, head to hunterheadline.com.au. And if you like this interview, don't forget to give us a great review. It helps others find our podcast.